Hello, Scary Dolls. Hello. Hi. I'm Mandy. I'm Ashley. I'm Carol. And you're listening to Scary Not Scary Podcast. Podcast. Woo! We're back to recording. Hi. We miss y'all. <laughs> we miss recording. recording. <laughs> and not having and having someone to edit out my stupid shit. <laughs> it, it took us five minutes to get started. <laughs> I think it it's like 20. Oh, yeah. oh well, yeah. We've, we've been recording for five minutes. But it was like 10 minutes before. So 15 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a whole concert. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, cool. we literally always do this before we record. We sing, take mm-hmm. pictures, and then yes. start. Then yeah. figure out what we're gonna talk about. And <laughs> the order. Last minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's a surprise. Um, if you guys have not seen Stranger Things, hurry up! I'm almost done Harry. and I'm dying. I'm okay, trying. Look, look, okay. When part one came out of season four, Tim and I stayed up that whole night watching all of it, and then when part two came out. We fell asleep around 9 p.m. Thursday. We both woke up at 2.45 in the morning. Couldn't go back to sleep. So we're like, oh, let's just watch it. So we stayed up until 8 o'clock that morning. Um, And then Ashley's VA business is booming. It is. Yay! Yeah. I want to quit my job. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you should totally should. We're like rooting for her to do it. I'm just like super scared to do it. But I think I should. Please do it. I think you should. It's like ripping off the band-aid, right? Mm -hmm. Look at me. I was just like, I'm going to quit my job. And I did. And I found this one. And Literally like like two days later or the next day, they called you for an interview. (laughs) They did. They did. That's right. Yeah. It was meant to happen. It was meant to be. So if if you just feel it in your bones that you don't want to work anymore, just do it. Just do it. I should. Yeah. And if you have to cry afterwards, just let us know. We'll I be did. Here. I'm a, I did. <laughs> I did. I quit. And then I called Mandy because she was on bed rest. And I'm like, um, I'm coming over and I'm going to have donuts and coffee. And I'm going to cry because I just quit. And I cry. I was crying with her, but because I wasn't going to see her. Well, it it's different. Like when you work with your best friend, you literally see them every single day, even though you see them outside of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then like when they're gone, it's like, I know I'm going to see you, but I'm not going to see you every um, single day. Yeah. <laughs> but, Sorry, drinking my yes, bros. Quit. I feel like it's a like a breakup. It is. What's a Dude, breakup? Dude, I was in, Leaving your job? I was in yeah. an abusive yeah, relationship yeah. with my job. Like, you know how many times, you know how many times I've called you crying in the yeah. middle of me working, like saying, I can't do this. Yeah. You know, like that's what it was. Where That's what it felt like working there. Like it was like you put so much effort into like this relationship, but you get nothing back. They don't appreciate you. They don't love you the well, way yeah, you love them. Like, just on Friday, like there was like an ice cream, like social team building thing. They told me to put it on the calendar for one o'clock. So I was like, okay, cool. Like one o'clock. It was at 12. And nobody told me, so I showed up at one o'clock, and everyone's just sitting there, and they're like, "Oh, there's more ice cream left." And I was like, Thanks, "Y'all told bitches. me it was at one." Like, <laughs> excuse what? me. And I even texted, and I was like, "Hey, I'm running late, but I'll like be on my way." No one even said like, "Oh, well, it was at 12. Like nothing. Mm-hmm. I just like showed up, and they were like, "Oh, hi." I was like, <gasps> "How ugly!" Yeah. yeah, I was just like, "Okay." See, and then like for us at Methodist, not at my current job, but at Methodist, they would give us like a goodie bag for like. Oh, like transplant assistant day because I was a transplant scheduler or whatever. And it literally had like a notepad, a pen from the Dollar Tree, a bag of chips and like 
socks 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 or something like the hospital or like or like a cup like i don't know like socks grippy socks because i'm crazy i hate you i have a pair of those too i could joke about it now i do too oh god four pairs one now but now we be getting good stuff good stuff yeah yeah i mean okay so when i say like relationship with them i mean like like our coworkers were amazing. Yes. We had yeah. amazing coworkers and like I have coworkers that like supported me like through like everything we were going through with Sabrina. It was just the higher ups were Yeah. That's what it is. It hard. It's Yeah. Cuz I have awesome some awesome coworkers and it's just like hmm. but I've been there for like 7 years now. And I'm kind of like, but I honestly think you're at the point in your business where you are able to quit. You can put more time and effort in that. Where you're actually going to be happy. And to get more. Mm-hmm. You're at that seven year itch. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Just do it. Girl, I was, at my, I was over there at Methodist for almost 10 years. Yeah. I only yeah. lasted four. <laughs> well, you were there for five. No, I was like five, five years. Five years, yeah. yeah. Ooh, I can't believe I lasted Just that long. Just do it. Okay, do so if y'all get a random phone it. call on a Monday, y'all know why. We're off on Mondays. Perfect. <laughs> It'll work. Just come and we'll have donuts and coffee ready for you. Because yeah. that's what I did. And I cried. <laughs> and then I got phone calls from everyone. Where are you? I'm like, bitch, I quit. Guess what? <laughs> Guess who's not there no more? Me. Guess who's not coming, coming back? back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just do it. I feel like we have like council sessions whenever we do our recordings. <laughs> we do. It's just we want to include you on everything, okay? Everything. Yeah. We want you Include y'all in everything in our life. Everything. Everything. Except like the other stuff. We can't. The spicy <laughs> stuff. Not the spicy stuff. That's the normal oh stuff. God. I feel like that's the word of the day. Spicy. Spicy. <laughs> spicy picante. <laughs> Picant, picante. If I have a daughter, I'm going to name her Valentina. Like the hot sauce. That's <laughs> <laughs> all random, right? So you'll have Valentina. And then if I have a boy, Tapatio. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then the Carolina, what's it, Carolina Ripper? Or what is it called? Oh, Carolina oh, Reaper. Carolina Reaper, but it's Carolina Ripper. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. What was it? The Proud Family where everyone was named after a spice? It was like Dijonay. Like all her brothers and sisters were named after something. Yeah. That's funny. I don't know. Sorry. Anyway. Sorry, we mm-hmm. missed y'all. So we just 17 minutes of us talking. <laughs> My bad. Okay, so should we just jump in? Jump yeah. in. Okay, so this episode um, was actually a listener recommendation. Sin. Hi, Sin. This Sin. one's for you. Sin. So he wanted us to research and talk mm. about crimes that were inspired by like horror movies or just scary movies in general. And surprisingly, there's a lot of them. There's a, a lot. lot of so them. So we can probably save like part two for a live show. Yeah. Our next live show. Because there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. So we yeah. had mm-hmm. to cut it down for the sake of time. But yeah. This is a very exciting topic, actually. It is. So thanks, Sin. I, didn't, I never <laughs> I thought did, of it. Yeah. yeah me never neither. thought of it either. I thought about it the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Movies inspired by serial killers. But not, but not serial killers being inspired, inspired by, by a movie. horror movies or yeah. slasher movies, whatever. So, I only have two. And one of them is a movie from 1971 called A Clockwork Orange. So, basically, it's like a British horror slash psychological like type of thriller thing. And um, 
basically it has like a lot of very weird um like imagery like it has a lot of violent imagery a lot of like psychological you know like when they do the psychological test how they give you like those black and white like pictures that blotting look like blotting tests or yeah. something it's got a lot of that stuff it's got a lot of like just really weird cra- i'll show you guys a clip after like it was it's crazy anyways but within this movie um it's basically like a series of crimes so basically the main character goes to jail for basically bludgering a cat to death and that's why like he's in prison pretty much Mm-hmm. So it's like a very violent crime. So basically they started seeing a lot of copycat crimes because there's a lot of different ones in there. So they would pick and choose different crimes to to do. So there was two separate incidences after the movie came out in 1973 um, where one was a 16-year-old boy um, who was imitating, like literally imitating the film. So first he, they call it, he beat a tramp to death, but like, you know, a night walker mm. person. So Aww. he beat he beat her to death. And it was similar to one of the group gang assaults that was in the movie where they get all drunk and like the two main characters get all drunk and they beat up like this gang basically in there. So he was copying that one, but he did it with a, um, a you know, what do you call them? Lady of the Night. Lady of the Night. There you go. <laughs> Lady of the Night. Um, the second one was they were actually trying to dress, um, as the gang instead of like the other way around. And they stabbed a young boy to death. Um, a Dutch girl was just kind of horrible, but a Dutch girl was actually gang raped in Lan- <gasps> Lancaster, Lancaster by a group, um, by a group singing the song, singing in the rain. And that's a big um, one in the movie. Like, it's like they go all crazy. Whenever they do their crimes, they, they're they going singing that song. Oh, my God. So weird. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And then um, the last one was right after the movie released in 1971. Um, there was a guy who was dressed as the main character. And he assaulted a woman dressed as little Britain's Vicky Pollard. So she's like a, a um, what's it called? Kind of like a pastime type of person. Back pers- in the day. Yeah, back in the day, like pastime, like famous kind of person. Um, because he, and he assaulted her because she was taking up too much room on the dance floor. So there's a, yeah, so the, in the in the movie, the guys are like, they're basically like getting high and they're drunk like throughout the entire movie and they're doing all these random crimes. So they do things like not really thinking about it. So all their crimes are because like, oh, they were doing this or mm-hmm. like he bludgeared a cat to death, you know, for no reason. Like it's, they're for no reason. Like they're just random things. So basically he assaulted her because she was taking up too much room on the dance floor. That's fucked up. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like because that movie's so old, so there's not like too too much on that one. But I just thought that was like kind of crazy because it's a hot like a horror psychological like type movie. But apparently there was a lot of ones against that one. The other one that is a little bit more that I found more information on was the movie that came out in 1994 called Natural Born Killers. Um, it stars Woody Harrelson and um, oh my God, what's her name? Juliette Lewis. Juliette Lewis. Is that her name? I'm going to Google it real quick. Hold on. Maybe. You don't know, say. 
Let's phone a friend. Let's <clears throat> phone a friend. Ring, ring. Juliette Lewis, oh, yes. Okay, so it, it stars them too. And basically, it's kind of almost the same one as the other one where it's a psychological type of like movie. But it's really, really trippy. Like if you watch it, like I, I was a kid and I was just like, holy crap. I don't know why my dad let me watch that movie like as a kid, but <laughs> he okay. did. It's all good. Yeah. He was like, you can watch it. It's fine. <laughs> um, but basically, the characters, like they take a lot of like LSD pretty much and they go on a rampage killing a whole bunch of people he like takes her from her parents right like she's like an innocent type not so so innocent but she's a little quick right um but both of them are like really just out there anyway so they go on a they go on a lot of like killing sprees and the reason like it's so trippy is because it was written and um produced by quentin tarantino so it's one of his movies that's why i love that name quentin quentin i don't know why (laughs) So basically, they went on all these killing sprees and they like catapulted to stardom in the movie. So it's like a trippy, modern, like Bonnie and Clyde, like type of type of thing. So the most famous killings um, was committed by this man and woman. They were together named Eric Harris and uh, Dylan Clib. Klebold, Klebold, I guess. I guess that's the same name. <laughs> um, but they basically copied the movie and went on their own like killing sprees. Um, but they actually slaughtered Dylan's parents. The girl, her name was Dylan, slaughtered her parents and the brother. And that was basically like Eric's way of saying that was his like love legacy. Because in the movie, there's this thing about like love being like the reason they're doing all these things. He's like, oh, I killed for you because I love you. And we're going to, you know, go and run away and live together, all this type of stuff. So all their killings mm-hmm. were because of love and to bring themselves like closer together. Um, oh. There's a more famous one from this movie was there was a decapitation of a 13 year old girl by a 14 year old boy who wanted to be just like the natural born killers and become famous and get like in the headlines and all that kind of stuff. And she was from Texas. Decapitation? Decapitated her. Oh, God yeah. damn. Um, there was another murder from a, um, just as Martinez, I guess that was the last name, actually murdered his mother and sister after becoming obsessed with the film. So he saw how he like killed her family and stuff. So he killed his family and was completely obsessed like with the entire movie and thought that he too would become, a lot of these are like, cause I want to be famous just like they mm-hmm. were. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another killing of two people that murdered their roommate. There was another one, his name was Eric Tav- Tavilars. He murdered um, the person he was watching the movie with because they decided to take LSD while watching the movie and then he ended up copying the movie and like getting so wrapped up in it and killed the person he was watching the movie with. Oh no. Yeah. So apparently they also say that the movie Natural Born Killers was an influence for the perpetrators that did the Columbine massacre uh, with the phrase going NBK in the journal entries of the two people that started the rampage. So apparently they were saying the Columbine murders were, or the massacre was based off of this movie, that those people were watching and based it off of that movie. Um, There's another movie that I found in 1995 
um, Money Train. Have you guys seen that movie, Money Train? Mm-mm. No? Okay. So um, the screenwriter for Money Train. So in the movie Money Train, there is like one in particular scene um, where there's like an attendant from the New York subway in a toll, in a toll, toll booth, toll booth um, being set on fire. So they set the whole toll booth and the person inside of it on fire in that movie. And um, the screenwriter actually like his membership to the American Academy motion picture was like given a demotion because of that. Cause they were saying that's too gruesome. Like you killed somebody. It was in 1995. Mm-hmm. So they were like, no, like that's too gruesome. Shortly after money train was released, um, there was a copycat where they actually did put a toll booth on fire with lighter fluid and ignited it. But unlike the movie, so in the movie, the toll booth person gets like gets out, like they get away from it. But in real life, the toll booth attendant couldn't escape. And I don't know if it was a he or she, but they ended up dying. So they copycatted it, but they actually died like in the movie, in real life, not in the movie. Mm. Yeah. So those are the only ones I found. And yeah. I'm on. That's a lot. Yeah. The Natural Born Killers one had the most because it's such a trippy movie. And a lot of people I was reading, like, to watch the movie, even, I don't know about now, but they would take drugs and watch the movie because that you're watching the movie and you're already, like, tripped out. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, imagine if we actually were on drugs and then you take it and... And then it tripped them out even more. Uh-huh. Let's go kill people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bitch, Pretty much. That's not what it's supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, for mine, I'm doing two stories um, on two very famous movies or people that y'all know. So, Scream, I found two stories on Scream or uh, Ghostface, whatever you want to call them. And my favorite, Freddy Krueger. (laughs) Okay. So, for the movie Scream, um, there was a man named, I cannot say this name. I am so sorry. I think his name is Terry Gerardin. He was a 24-year-old man. Um, and apparently he was lonely and he met Allison Cambier. She was a 15 year old teenager. Um, I think they were neighbors. He invited her into his home, which was only a few doors down. Okay. Yeah. So they were kind of neighbors. So he invited her to share videotapes and chat. Right. Um, he attempted to have sex with her. Um, and when she like rejected his advances, he excused himself went to another room and put on a scream costume. Um, After that, he came back with two kitchen knives um, and placed his hand over her mouth and just impaled her 30 times. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he just like completely fucked up her left side um, and then left her corpse on his bed with a rose in one of her hands. And then he called his father and his colleagues to confess to her murder. Um, And then later he told the police he was motivated by the cinematic trilogy of Scream. What? So very inspired, I guess. Fucking idiot. And then there's another one. So this was a lady named Gina Castillo. Um, January 1988, a 16-year-old Mario Padilla and his 14-year-old cousin Samuel Ramirez killed Padilla's mother Gina using four knives and a screwdriver. Padilla stabbed his mother 45 times while Ramirez held her down before she died. 
Castillo managed to call 911 and identified her son as her attacker. Padilla initially confessed that he murdered his mother because she made him empty the trash and grounded him. Uh, um, the two boys planned the murder after watching Scream and Scream 2. Uh, the killer wears a ghost face mask and a costume and uses a voice changer to distort his speaking voice. Although Padilla and Ramirez were not wearing costumes during the murder, they pulled their shirts over their heads and planned to purchase the outfits for their further killing sprees with money stolen from Castillo. In 1999, Padilla was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, and Ramirez was sent to 25 years to life. As he was too young to too young at the time of the murder to be eligible for the same sentence as his cousin. Oh wow. So it's basically uh, like you and your cousin killing your aunt, like your aunt and your mom. Like, how do you do that? Do you do because that? He, she was told him to take out the trash. What He's the like, fuck? I'm gonna kill you because you told me to take out the trash. Hell no! That's fucking disgusting. Jason kills me. I'm coming back to life, and I'm getting his ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm haunting my motherfucking kid. I know that for sure. Um, the next one is Freddy Cougar. So um, Daniel Gonzalez, he had a history of mental illness, and he also had a dangerous fascination with A Nightmare on Elm Street. Daniel idolized Freddy Cougar, which I do too, but not to that extent. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he loved Freddy Cougar so much that he fantasized about becoming a famous serial killer just like him. He intended to kill at least 10 people, but only got to four people. Only got to four only. people. Daniel stabbed four people to death and attempted to murder two additional people. His murders took place over a three-day killing spree, an experience which he described as orgasmic. Oh, oh my, my God. God. His victims ranged in age from 46 to 76. Um, Daniel was only 25. Daniel told police that he wondered what it would be like to be Freddy Cougar for a day. Um, and it looks like one day wasn't enough because he did a three-day killing spree. So the thing about Daniel, though, is I was reading up on, like, his story. And it's, like, he already showed symptoms of mental illness. And his mom took him to the doctor multiple times. And they are like, well, we can't do anything to help him until he has an episode. Uh-uh. And when he did, it was, like... A really bad episode, and he ended up killing people. So, Mm-mm. you guys have to take mental illness very, seriously. very seriously because, I mean, that's what? How many people did he kill? Four? That's four people that could have been alive still mm-hmm. because, you know. But anyway, I, y'all know me. I like to keep my stories short and sweet because <laughs> I'm a lazy ass hoe and I research half ass. Whatever. You're so <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, um, but there's way more of these stories. So I just I only chose three. Like I didn't want to spoil it either and hog up the the light or what is it? You don't want to hog up the stories. Hog up the spotlight. <laughs> but yes, those are my three stories, y'all. Okay, so I have a couple of them. So y'all remember the movie Saw? Yeah. It came yep. out in 2004. If for whatever reason you don't know what this franchise is, it's a Canadian American horror franchise. It right now currently consists of nine movies distributed by Lionsgate Entertainment, two video games published by Konami, and three short films and a digital comic. It's a huge digital franchise. Comic. There's a lot of like 
uh, haunted houses inspired by it, the little clown, the pig, everything. It's all. I think he is the cutest little thing in his little tricycle. Yeah. So basically, like the the plot of the story. Oh, can y'all hear me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Basically, the plot of the story is. Um, there's this serial killer that teaches various people the true meaning of life by subjecting them into various puzzles and traps that nearly kill them. And most of the time it's successful. It kills them. Um, and then the people that survive, they're supposed to like have learned like their life lesson and then like change their life for the better. So basically he would, you know, take drug addicts, prostitutes, thieves, um, even rapists. I think he takes right. Mm-hmm. Um, even law enforcement that are crooked, they, he takes them too. So anyway, so in 2004, when Saw first came out, um, unfortunately, it inspired all the crazies to do stupid shit. Um, so one of the most notable cases of the Saw-inspired crime was actually planned in Utah. Um, a 14- and 15-year-old boy were charged in 2009 of conspiracy to commit kidnapping They were overheard by a parent of their desire to kidnap, torture, and then even film the events in order to become famous. So one of their parents overheard this and were like, hell no, and called the police on their kids. I would call the police too. Fuck my kid. So um, (laughs) they later cited the Saw films as an inspiration during a confession to the police. The list of people that they wanted to kidnap, torture, and kill were seemingly random. Um, But they later claimed that they selected these people as they had harmed others, just like the movie. Mm. So it was like to the T of like... The movie. The movie, yeah. Wow. So... Fortunate, well, good thing, like, these killings didn't happen, but it's just sad that it inspired, like, a 14 and 15-year-old to do something crazy like this. crazy, man. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, So this next one is actually a prank phone call that went wrong. So I remember when this movie came out, like, my uncles would call me and they're like, you want to play a game? Oh, my God. My dad, too. My dad would come up behind me and whisper in my ear, you want to play a game? Tim still does it, too, like, with the kids. He's like, you want to play a game? You know, like, because that was the thing, right? Everybody yeah. did that. So these two girls, um, they called a woman. So two teenage girls in Tennessee, they called a woman named Beverly Dixon and left a voicemail on her cell phone. The message was inspired by the torturous games played by the character in Jigsaw in, in the franchise. Um, the two teenage girls told Beverly that they wanted to play a game. They claimed that one of her friends was trapped inside of her house and that toxic gas would fill her home in 10 minutes and the gas would kill her in 30 seconds. Ironically, Beverly was listening to this message during a funeral service. She suffered a stroke soon after because of the shock of the voicemail and like trying to figure out like what friend it was. And oh my God. Yeah. Like she just completely lost it. Had a stroke. Oh my God. Ended up in the hospital in the ICU. The two teenage girls were charged with phone harassment. So basically, like, think twice before y'all prank call. And especially leave voicemails. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? If they don't answer, just hang out. And, you know, mm-hmm. the technology now, especially, like, back in the oh, 2000s, yeah. like, you can trace, you know, where that phone call came from. Now it's even so. easier. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So... Those were the two I found for Saw, which I think is crazy. They're done by teenage people, teenage kids. It's always so. teenagers. Teenagers, 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 living shit out of me. 
<laughs> I'll play that Seriously, song after this. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, teenagers are fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm, I'm just so gonna lock up Sophie as a teenager. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm been out. trying to do that with Brianna, but it does not work. <laughs> I'm so happy that my sister is not a crazy ass teenager, but I still have my brother and my youngest sister. That oh, yeah. Two more. So. Oh, uh, just always they better not. I'll spank y'all. When you walk y'all. by, just spray him with holy water yeah. every time. Here. My moon water. Be, Come here, Sabrina. Hissing, he'll be hissing at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So this next one's really sad, and I was, like, going back and forth whether or not I wanted to talk about it, but I am. <laughs> so... This murder, unfortunately and sadly, was inspired by The Exorcist. If you don't know what The Exorcist is, where have you been? Come <laughs> yeah. out of your rock. Where have you been? The Exorcist is in 1973. That was uh, that was uh, released in 1973 and is frequently deemed the scariest movie of all time. Till this day, it's number one in the charts. Scariest movie of all time. Also because it was based off of a true, true story. story. The... It's based off of a little girl who gets possessed by a demon and the mom is an actress and she's trying to do everything to um, get the demon out of her and they end up, two uh, Catholic priests end up performing an exorcism on her. All this stuff happens. Um, but the real true life story was actually a little boy that yeah. was possessed by demons. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, <sighs> this lady, her name is Patricia Ann Fraser. She decided to see this movie um, and she didn't even see the explicit version of it. She saw like this clean version of it. So they had like the explicit and then they had the cleaner version. So the explicit mm. version, I believe they cut out the part where like she's stabbing herself in the groin area with the cross and mm. she's saying, let Jesus F, F you. I'm pretty sure I did not watch about. that movie. Yeah, and you probably of, didn't watch that. Hell no. Yeah, and then she got she grabs the mom's head and like puts. Yeah, it's really it's horrible. <laughs> but yeah, so like they cut out a it's lot funny. of like really bad scenes, and <laughs> so that's considered the explicit version. Yeah, and she actually saw the more cleaner version of the movie, and basically, um, this movie was brought. It was edited and broadcasted on CBS on February 12th in 1980, and the 34 year old woman in Wichita Falls, Texas, spent the next 10 days in sheer terror, believing that her daughter, who was four years old, was possessed by demons. Ay, Dios. Because her daughter was having um, random outbursts, throwing herself on the floor. Sabrina has does has done this, and so has Jason. They will throw themselves on the floor and, like, spin around in a circle or, like, arch their back because... I mean, you're telling I, me Sophie's gonna arch her back on the floor, <laughs> like she's gonna walk you, backwards. You, okay, so I, like, <laughs> Jason does walk backwards sometimes. <gasps> oh fuck no! Oh, Not hell. scary. You but... get out of here and kick her kid. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so no. like, kick him okay. For example, <laughs> when Sabrina throws a fit, she'll throw herself on the floor, and I try to go down to pick her up, and she oh. does this thing with her back, like she arches her back, where mm -hmm. it makes it really hard for me to pick her up. So then her whole body is like bent in the air, and she looks like she's possessed, right? So sometimes I'm like, "Demon, come out of you!" Or you know, like you know, to try to get her to like stop, and then she starts laughing, and then she snaps out of it. So this is a four-year-old baby, yeah. a four-year-old toddler. You four know, four-year-olds do that. 
I mean, kids, kids up to like ten do this. Like yeah. My little sister, yeah. she's ten, and she's throws fits like this still. So, this poor baby was like throwing fits. So this lady was like in sheer terror because she just saw this movie and she's like, "Oh my god, my daughter is possessed by demons." Um, and so she decides to cut her heart out. What? She mutilates her four-year-old and cuts her heart out to try to free her from demons, from all the demons that are possessing her. So... Are you fucking serious? This lady kills her daughter. Even if her daughter was possessed. When what? have you ever heard cutting a heart out? I just... I can't. Like, what? <sighs> so, get this. So, the local jurors during the... During the um, what is it called? Trial? The trial. Yeah. So the local ju- local jurors were left at an utter loss and failed to reach a verdict in her um, initial trial, which was in November of that year. Um, her attorney had argued that she truly believed her four-year-old was possessed by demons. Um, so shown the, e- shown the exorcists themselves at the um, retrial. So basically, like, they showed the movie to the jurors. And some of these jurors believed her. And then the other part of the jurors were like, yeah, she's just crazy as hell to commit this offense. So basically, she was adequate of her charges. So she was cleared of her charges based off insanity. And so she's pretty much locked up in the loony bin. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, at least she's not out in the world. She's not out in the world. But oh, okay. she was cleared of the charges because they believed her. And they were like, no, she just had like a... She's just insane. She just had like an episode and believed everything she was seeing in the movie and killed her child. That's kind of hard, though, because what if she really did like. But, yeah. but then still but, you're killing but, your baby. Like, but why blamed you call it, a priest? But blamed it on yeah. the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of hard. Just like, you know, like stuff that's going on right now with the shootings. Right. Every single person that gets caught with shootings, they freaking claim insanity. Mm-hmm. Right? That's like the go-to. They're so it's kind of hard. Get out with, of jail card. Yeah, it's kind of hard with this one. So like the the first the the first uh, round of jurors, like they couldn't come up with the verdict. The second round were like, yeah, she's just like batshit crazy. Um, so they acquitted her of all charges, and um, they said that she's insane and locked her up in the loony bin. Because yeah. it could have, like, because there is instances, like, when I was, like, studying, like, in school and stuff, that where something, like, can happen to, like, a child, like, when they're little, right? Years later, they could be doing something that triggers, like, whatever that trauma or, like, that little thing yeah. is. And that's what makes them, like, fucking go bash it go crazy. Bash it crazy. I don't know so maybe that. something like that like maybe she like it triggered something in her to where yeah so look so her attorneys her attorneys <laughs> her, her attorney her attorneys <laughs> damn it they were pushing for the insanity defense right so the wichita uh falls district attorney his name is tim essen he claimed that um he claimed that Patricia had pulled the wool over everyone's eyes, alleging that she actually had a history of beating her child <gasps> and was so desperate to be free of the responsibilities of motherhood that she sliced her own daughter open and pulled out her heart and used the movie as an excuse, excuse. to not go to prison, but to be claim Sorry. insanity and to be locked up in, in the psychiatric ward. Fucking hole. Yeah. So ultimately, like, the legal proceedings lasted for more than a year. The jurors debated. Um, 
they debated the defense in Insanity and um, also talked about like what the film impacted into like weighing her murder of the of her daughter. And basically they said that she was found innocent by reason of insanity and placed in the care of her mother rather than a mental institution. So she was, I guess when they were holding her, they did have her in a mental institution. So when they finally came down to a verdict, she was placed in the care of her mother. So she's basically free? Yeah, basically. Mm. Okay. I knew I read something wow. that she was she was placed, but then she was free. Yeah. No. You really? still, regardless, like, wait, wait, hold on. Regardless of like being you mental, killed you killed someone. You killed your baby. She shouldn't even be free. I mean, that's what I think. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So there's. Yeah. So that was. So one article says that she was. She was placed in a mental institution, and then another article says she was being held in a mental institution during the trial, during both trials. And then when they when she was found innocent by reason of insanity, they went ahead and released her to her mother. Hell no. Like that what, What's her mother gonna do? What if she kills her mother? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I if tried she's to that crazy. I actually tried to look up to see like where she is now. I couldn't find anything. But yeah, there's so there's two different articles that say two different things. And like, you know, when you look up on on Wikipedia, like people can yeah, like go in change, there and change mm-hmm. things. So I kinda really don't know like what the full like extent if she was like sent to a mental institution or if she really was released to her mother which i think is crazy but also it was back then so she probably was released to her mother mm-hmm. probably but it's just sad that you somebody would do that i can't very sad so that kind of like reminds me when i was like trying to figure out what to talk about i saw one like briefly about like the matrix and you know how like crazy that movie is. So like some people used the Matrix movie as like for their killings and saying like, oh well, they're not real people. It's the simulation. It's, oh like, my god. It's, yeah. Oh hell. I no. saw that. That like it said nine nine out of every ten people uses like the Matrix as like reenactments for like their murders. Or their crimes or whatever they're doing. They're like, no, it's it's the simulation. The it's the matrix. Oh my like, God, they're not real. So yeah. Or they even, um, I read one, which is kind of sad, like the like it was a suicide. But that when their suicide letter, they were basically writing like, I'm going to die, but I'm going to I'm gonna like wake up. And I was like, yeah, but that doesn't happen. Like in the matrix, like it's not. Like, you wake yeah. up, but if you die in the matrix, like you die. Like, you die. So, yeah. Oh, dude. Or the one I found, I found one that um, this girl, or was it a guy? I don't remember. But they were so obsessed with Twilight, they were running around biting people at school. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I told her, I was like, do that one, do that one. Yeah, they said her name Her name was Miranda uh, Mendoza. <laughs> that was biting people. <laughs> she was biting people in high school. I was. Uh, no, but really, there is a... <laughs> There is a case. There is yeah, a case where somebody used the Twilight as inspiration to go oh biting God. people. How fucking dumb! There, there was one because you reminded me of the biting that I found uh, the movie Interview with a Vampire. Mm-hmm. This guy and his girlfriend they had went to go see it, and he told her after the movie, "I'm gonna kill you and like drink your blood." And she thought he was bluffing. He actually did like <gasps> try and like stab. She survived, but like he stabbed her and all that t- type of stuff and drank her blood. But she survived, and then he ended up going to prison. Have we done what vampire? the fuck? Have we, we talked about vampires? vampires? 
because there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there like cults that think they're vampires that say that they're vampires and they go around and like kill people and suck their blood Blah, blah, blah. Do you remember blah, that blah. show on, um, what was it, TLC or MTV where it was like um, absurd, like people's my lives? My Strange Obsession. Oh, no. Yeah, My Strange Obsession. Yeah, that one. That. There was one where this couple, they met like online and they would do that. Like every like three or four months, they would go visit each other and they would have like ritual nights and they would like, he would poke, they would poke each other like with pins and let the blood like drip down and they would drink it. Like Megan Fox and yeah. Yeah, uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Uh-huh. I would poke hose somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you want it? Suck it. <laughs> Have you seen like the conspiracy theories about Megan Fox? Yes. No. There's so a crazy. lot. So many. That she's pretty much like sucking the life out of MGK. Because of the way he looked. Like they looked when they were first dating. He looked all young and like fresh. And now he, he looks, looks all like <laughs> sucked up and dry. And they compared it to Brian Austin Green, but... I mean that I think that's age. Yeah. Because yeah, he was like twenty years older than her. Yeah, he's, he's like he's in his fifties. Yeah, he's older, now. but also he was like in good shape. He was like a yeah. play, like a hockey player or something. Mm-hmm. Basketball, football. I don't know. He was I, a, in the sports. I think maybe like she's just a lot to handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They prob she probably stresses them the fuck out. I bet you. I love she her. She looks like yeah, she looks like <laughs> she looks she's like a handful. Like, I like her though. I know, me too. <laughs> she but she's very open about her, like Believing like spirituality and like ghosts and all that yeah. stuff too. Love cool. her if you're listening, which you're probably not. We love you. <laughs> She's pretty cool. But she also keeps like I like that she keeps her kids like out of like like the internet and like yeah, all that type she, of stuff like she doesn't a lot of them. people like say that she's a bad mom because she doesn't post about her kids but she's like i don't need to be a good mom to put them all over my instagram yeah. like exactly. she's like i'm not gonna what did she she's say like i was me, she's like me and brian are two different type of parents yeah and like she's like i don't want to subject them to like what the world like the world is ugly because apparently like her son likes to play with like he um, likes to wear whatever. Sometimes yeah, he'll wear, wear dresses skirt, and skirt. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, I'm not going to subject him to the ugly that you guys are going to basically, if I post about him. In yeah. The yes. comments. Way to go, girl. I we did, love you. I did read an article, though, that um, her and uh, Brian's new, I guess, fiance, they talk and like they, they co-parent as moms together. Like oh, they text good. each other and stuff. She awesome. Oh, she had an interview. That's what it was. His mm. new... His new Beyonce had an interview or something like that. Or his wife. I don't know if they're married. But yeah, I keep up with them. I just <laughs> haven't seen MGK's new uh, documentary series. I Hulu. saw the preview for it on Hulu, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways. Wait, I forgot. We're recording. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oops. Me too. <laughs> My bad. I'm hungry, y'all. I'm already I do. I need She's food. cranky. Anyways, if you have any encounter stories or if you have any topics you want us to research and talk about, make sure you email us at scarynotscarypodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website, scarynotscarypodcast.com. Make sure you follow, rate, and review us on iTunes. Make sure you rate us on Spotify and download the Podbean app and follow us on Podbean because that is where you're going to get us on our live shows. Follow us on all of the social media platforms. Any social medias, we have them. All of them. (laughs) <laughs> um, you can also follow our Patreon, which is still under construction. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, about we do have merch. Shop our merch at scarynotscarypodcast.shop. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's it, guys. I, I can do the Patreon when Yay. I quit my job. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, see? <laughs> All right. We can do this. Got it. 
But yeah, I think that's it. If you watch a scary movie, don't become a serial killer. And mm, we are not liable for anybody becoming a serial killer if you decide to listen to our podcast yeah. and say that we inspired. Well, no, we, no, we, didn't we did not you. do that. We're not liable. We're no. not inspirational people. <laughs> for legal reasons, we're not liable. Between <laughs> you right now. Show them this episode. Right now. Yeah. Oh my God. So, um, yeah. Until next time, remember to always 